well, he was a journalist. He was a one-man band. He was more into the, what you call this, the journalism side of things. There was one time I woke up in our living room and it was full of guns and grenades and everything. You know, like, I know that these people, whatever happens to me, will be right next to me. Yeah. I guess that's where the Kardashians made it work. Do you actually think you can slow down? Mentally, no. Mm -hmm. Physically, yes. Um, now I'm learning how to stop. I'm learning how to, when I'm tired, close the laptop and sleep. Do you still remember your first shoot? Oh, Lily, that's a good question. Mm. Like, what is that, 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 yeah, that first image? Mm. Well, professionally, though, um, yeah, I was hired and then I found out I was pregnant. So how do you reward yourself now? Yeah. Oh, food. <laughs> not, I'm not even kidding. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded. Welcome back, Lily. Welcome back. It's another episode. Another episode. It is. It's, the season's really good. I'm really enjoying the discussion. I'm loving it. It's really good to delve a little bit deeper into people's untold stories. Well, it's, it's actually quite curious because people say, oh, I don't have any untold stories. You know, the and, place, and then we go off on a tangent and you find really on. good stories. We, we're digging. We're digging for the nuggets. We are. We are. It's, it's good, actually, because before we go off on a tangent. You know what? It, 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 I think we're going to end up on so many tangents always, with always. Uh, today's guest. We are. Do you know what I'm really excited about our next guest? Because she makes us look beautiful in post-edit. She does. She does she indeed. Does. I have my biases. It depends if you're nice or not. Of too. course. Then we, then, we, then we must have done well. We must, we must have, have done well. Oh my God. I'm going to get to that. So I'm not going to well, save it for later. Well, maybe, maybe we should first introduce our guest to the studio. Yeah, I, I'm going to leave this one to you because I always haiku, get names. Haiku, haiku, haiku. Hey, what's up? It's good to have you with us. Welcome. Um, look, when I when Ryan called me, it was just so nice because it's an actual reason to see you guys again. I know it's been so long. We haven't seen. Well, I haven't seen you since um, you a made shoot. us look good. Yeah, yeah. since the photo shoot. Uh -huh. Since the photo shoot. And you know, like we always try to make plans, and our lives get in the way. And <laughs> Work gets well, in been, the way. Well, you've been a little bit busy. Mm -hmm. Booming. And um, knock on wood. I mean, I'm very superstitious, so. I knock tried to knock on everything. Because this is you watching, you're like, you know, excuse me, I've just had two hours sleep for the last like two weeks. Oh, bless. Yeah. That's like mental. Um, well, you know what? Like sometimes you really have a choice to rest. But then again, that's my workaholic side in there to just want to get things done. Mm -hmm. Because have I not finished it last night, I would have not had time to have an, like, you know, uh, just to rest today. Of course. Well, so I was going to say, well, our listeners, some of them might not know no clue. who Haiku is. Well, so who is Haiku? What, what is keeping you up at night? What do you do, Haiku? Cool. So we um, we have Haiku D Photography and Soul Trap Studio. So Soul Trap Studio is our new studio space based in Which Oculus. looks awesome. Thank you. Trying to make more money. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, at least you're honest about it. It's like, yeah, we need to make more money. Yeah, like, because someone, uh, someone was asking me, like, why did you have to um, open an, an, a new space? And then I was like, well, apart from us saving money True. on having to use, um, no, rent out studios, yeah. we can also generate money from it. And then that's an also X. And what, one thing that I learned from COVID is you always need to have a plan B. Um, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah, or yeah, <laughs> all of them. Because yeah. um, you'll never know what might happen in something that can just generate income another in another way. But you, were quite, but you were quite bold, though, because you got the studio on the back of COVID. <laughs> 
Um, you know, it was actually a blessing in this guys because mm-hmm. we were supposed to move in a studio 2019. And we were in front of the landlord, the checks were signed, everything was in and he was just like, look, you guys can't I already gave the studio to another person. I was so, so pissed. And that's when you realize like, why things happen. Yeah, of course. Um, then COVID happened because if we moved then we might have been in a really shitty place right now compared to because we were able to save the money wait for it and then actually was able to find a better space for it so then i looked up in the skies i was like look i'll never question you again (laughs) like come (laughs) but everything does happen for a reason exactly yeah And you've been doing some incredible stuff, though. Like, what I guess, like, we always said to our guests, like, you know, what's your story? I mean, how did you get into the world of photography and (sighs) what you do? Well, it was actually my father's fault. Well, he was a journalist, he was a one man band. He was more into the, what you call this, the journalism side of things. There was one time I woke up in our living room. And it was full of guns and grenades and everything. Can we just take a moment? Uh-huh. So first of all, where is this? Because this okay, is this st- is back home in the Philippines. Okay, oh, so this doesn't sound like Jamaica. No, 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 not here. So I grew up in the Philippines, right? Okay. And my dad was a journalist there, and he works for a TV station. And I woke up. I was seven years old. I remember it clearly because my mom pulled my hair and dragged me in the room because there was just guns all over the. Which you were about to play with. Hold on. Yeah. She, she dragged you into the room with the guns, or out, out of the room? <laughs> out, away from the guns before I actually pull a pin and blow us all right. up. Right. Awesome. And because it was when. My dad secured an interview with like a big militant from back home and he didn't have any place to interview the guy. So he brought him home. And from <laughs> and then, the guy came so with all his guns it, because he had his other soldiers with him, whatever. La, 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 la. It brings a whole new meaning to the thing of like bringing your work no, but home. Th- but the, but yeah, so that is like the, the, next thing, the, thing, the thing that I love here is Haiku is telling this story as if it's such a normal story. I know, I mean, like, because you know, is. my dad's a journalist. I'm like, I don't know many with, journalists. With some militants who bring <laughs> who weapons bring and grenades. Grenades into your house. Yeah, but that's when my curiosity sparked, though, because I saw how much effort he put into things to get things done. Mm -hmm. And look, when you're a journalist at that time, it's not like you get paid prior to do things. You need to secure a story. And if it's good enough, then you actually get paid for it. Um, And then when I was in university, I met um, another guy who I was interning for and he was like do you know that your dad was actually one of the like this like he brought in big stories when he was a lot younger and then I was like ah okay right okay I think this is for me though now this is, was my dad's mistake again too <laughs> he wanted me to be a nurse like a very typical Filipino family of because course. he was saying like right as much as it was awesome um, it didn't really have much security and money. That's why yep. he left back for Saudi at that time. Okay. But he wasn't checking what I enrolled for. What did you enroll for? Mass communications. <laughs> but for at least two terms, he thought I was in nursing because you have your basic, um, what do you call this, like basic classes. And I kept on photoshopping the report cards <laughs> that I gave him. <laughs> So they had no clue until, in the end, I had to actually give a, give a report card that was under mass communications. It was so angry, though, because um, he knew that there wasn't much in it. Yeah. And I told him, like, look, I'll try to tap on the other side of it, which is the commercial things. And that's where I started getting into hanging out into production houses back home. Yeah. Wow, that's an incredible story of how you got into this. I don't, I'm, like, I'm a little bit gobsmacked. Mm. 
I've never known but, anyone else to get into but it. But mass through. communication, that's not necessarily photography. That's the only, because I'm from the south of the Philippines, so it was a lot more limited to in terms of like um, what it's either advertising, marketing, or that, that you can get videography and photography classes on your third and fourth year. So I was like, right, okay, marketing, nope, a lot of maths. Advertising, I feel like I don't have the face for it. So mass communication, at least I know that I can speak the whole day. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was it. And in your third year and fourth year, you get the photography and videography classes, which that was the only classes I came in for. Yeah. <laughs> so you picked up the camera and just went, this is it. Mm-hmm. And was um, it... Was it was it literally like that? Prior to that, were you into photography at all? When I was young, like younger at least, I had this, um, again, my dad gave me this diskette camera. It was um, like one diskette has 10 pictures. Mm-hmm. And I would just always document things. If it's not in writing, when he gave me the camera, the diskette camera, that's where I started um, documenting things visually. Um, but yeah, I think it was always in me. Because now even when we go out, and I'm blind drunk, I always have those blackmail videos of everyone <laughs> on their phone. Remind me to go get drunk with Default you. Default settings. Yeah, of course, like, I'm not coming out. Because that's an automatic thing with me. Once I start like getting a bit more drunk, I just start recording things. So at least I know what happened. So you documented it. Yeah. So I, I think documenting things was always innate in me. And then I saw it growing up with him too. So naturally now, even as a normal lifestyle, I like just documenting things in general. But no, actually, yeah, we, that's why I've known you for a while. Mm. And that's why I really like your images, actually. Mm. Um, and, you know, we see you popping up well, before COVID, you know, most of the events that were happening around town and around the region. And you have this great flair to be able to document and capture the kind of, I guess, like the, the emotive and the, the feeling of the event. Mm. And you, that really tells in your pictures and your images. Because... Mm. Um, Again, I'm referring my dad as everything, though, because he was the one who unconsciously taught me everything. Okay. Like Even he, though he didn't want to because he no, wanted you to be a mm-mm, nurse. Mm-mm. He was like, um, okay, if you take pictures at least, let it speak for itself. Like, let the story um, come out from it. Or if not, let other people think of their stories um, on what was happening beyond it. But it shouldn't look flat. Like, um, even if it's a glass, put something on the background. So then it looks like as if something was going on or something will think, someone will think that something's going on. But there is a story that should come out um, from every image that you take. Mm. There really should be. I'm thinking about that now. Mm. Yeah, but it's true though. Like, images come alive. They should capture that, you know, especially if you're you're a a great photographer. Everything does have its own story. It does. But I I like to... But I think it's the... it's what you put into the picture, like yeah. you said. Because um, I think one initial um, purpose of taking a photograph is to locking in the memory. Before, mm. it wasn't about posting it on Instagram or sharing it everywhere yeah. else. It was for news to say what happened or for you to be able to tell your kids that this was what happened before. It's just very recently now that it comes out that you take pictures for the gram. Yeah. But photos should be as what locking in a memory is for like um that's why i think even for the gram the stolen shots where you think like you're not looking or they're naturally because then people relate to a memory or an 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 emotion yeah from that image and it's a moment in time Mm. that will never be replicated ever again Mm -hmm. so you you capture that through the image Mm -hmm. it's really beautiful do do you still remember your first shoot 
Oh, Lily, that's a good question. Mm. Like, what is that, 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 yeah, that first image? Mm. Well, professionally, though, um, yeah, I was hired and then I found out I was pregnant. So that <laughs> what, in, in, in the same shoe? I was 19. So I flew in. Um, so they were supposed to fly me out to, because I'm from Davao, from the south. Okay. So they were supposed to fly me out to Manila for the shoot. And I was hanging out with these guys, with these production guys for a long time because I wanted them to just look, just get me in. Yeah. So it started from like giving them coffees, just hanging out. Hey, buy a bottle of beer from outside. Yeah, yeah, la, la, la. And then I went home and they were like, right, we need a photographer on set. And I went and then I found out I was pregnant. And But my first official, official shoot was especially here. It was... Sorry, but did you still do the shoot, the first shoot? Nope. When you found you, so that you didn't, because you were pregnant and you didn't do the shoot? Mm-hmm. I guess um, your hormones get so psycho and crazy. And I was so busy to even think on how to tell my parents I was pregnant at 19. Um, so I had to let go of that shoot. Oh, wow. Um, but that would have been such a big break because it was already a big, um, it was for a commercial brand back home that was very big. Yeah. And I was 19. So I was so psyched for it. So that's, that's your breakout, that, your breakthrough into the industry, I guess. That's your mm-hmm. opportunity. But I think I broke something else, which is down there. And then a baby <laughs> popped up. <laughs> so, <laughs> which is my greatest blessing so far, though. Well, I was going to say, everything happens for a reason, mm-hmm. as you were talking about previously. Yeah, I guess because I was, as what my um, friends would say now, talented, but no root. Um, no root and uh, just no discipline, no nothing. What do you mean by no root? I just, yeah, like if someone would be like, okay, shoot here, yeah, sure, whatever. Don't care how much, don't know, as long as I live, as long as I shoot, as long as I get to drink and have fun, that was just it. Um, There wasn't really a, no standard, no anything. Um, It was just trying to go along with the flow too much. Um, So then again, that's why, the guy above gave me a baby. So then he was like, right, now you have a reason to actually have a root in life. Interesting. It gave you, I'm guessing it gave you that responsibility because you're looking after another mm-hmm. human. Mm-hmm. So, you, so you've got to see how much it pays. You've got to know the details. <laughs> so you've got to know when the next job's coming in. Of course, mm-hmm. you have a mouth to feed well, exactly. rather than just your own. Yeah, no, every single, like after I gave birth, the first thing that I could think of was like, right, this, the bottle of beer that I paid for before could have been for milk or for this. And I'm like, right, this sucks. But <laughs> yeah, that was, that was at 20. Because wow. um, I gave birth exactly on my 20th birthday, um, which was like, right, reminder every year. <laughs> so you and your son share the same birthday? Yep. Now we were an hour apart. Wow. Mm. Again, everything happens for a reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, i got to ask. I can see, I can you, see how, questions how, percolating with Lily. <laughs> There's so many how'd questions. How did you tell your parents? What did you call that? How did you tell your parents? <sighs> and how did that can, go? Can I just ask a question first? Yep. Were there any guns and grenades in the room at the time? At least not in front of them. <laughs> <laughs> not ones that you knew of. In my head. Like, yeah, just put it in here so I can blow up right now. <laughs> I was so, so nervous, though. And that was, okay, at that time, my dad didn't have work for two years. He okay. lost his job in Saudi. He came back home to the Philippines. And we were such in a financial drought at that time. And I went to Manila because of that supposedly first shoot. And I found out I was pregnant. Never told him. And he finally had a job. Which is now here in, which was here in Dubai already. Okay. And he came to Manila and I had to bring him to the airport. And he was like, your hands are so cold. You're so pale. Do you have something to tell me? And I just can't. Damn it. Yeah. And I'm like, 
I can't let you go with the thought that I'm pregnant. So I let him come here first, let him settle himself. And he was like, right, yeah, everything is going well now. You guys can follow. And I'm like, right. About I that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm pregnant. So I told him first. And then I called On my the phone. Yeah. And he was like, right. I'm not angry. But as long as something happens to the baby, then you're fucked. And I'm like, right. Okay. Then I called my mom. Hell, all break loose. Of course. Yeah. Sister and sister was right there shouting at me. No, I'm kidding. Like, you know, my mom was just like cursing at me the whole time. And then she's like, how's your dad? And she's like, yeah, he's fine. Okay, they were good then. And I'm like, all right, okay, thanks. Um, but yeah, it was, um, they they cared more about Vito than me. Um, as long as I take care of their grandson, they're basically happy. Nice. I mean, we'll get on to family shortly. I want to ask a quick question, because you talked about, you know, the I guess your father's financial mm. troubles. I guess mm. like you said for two years was a drought. Mm-hmm. But, you know, one of the things that you said just previously is like, you know, by opening up the, the studio, you know, it's about making money, about business, and you're a very successful business owner. Mm. Do you ever attribute any of that back to, I guess, your experience as a child? Actually, now that's where my mom comes in. Okay. She's always been, um, as I would say, maybe like a serial entrepreneur. She mm-hmm. would start on things and then and then start on things again. Now, the only thing was I, there was just no longevity in it. She would always just start on things and start on things. And maybe that's one thing also where my business side comes in. Because I've always seen her do that. Yeah. Um, and so that's where I'm kind of incorporating it now and learning both from like, okay, my dad's side, the creative side, it needed more financial in it. My mother's side, the business aspect of it needed more longevity in it. Yeah. So it's like, okay, how can I learn from both and actually put them together and maybe I'm the golden child. Or <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> well, you do pretty well. I mean, you do, you're doing incredible. Knock on wood though. Like, um, I mean, you just try. You just try to keep it together and just be honest, I guess. And um. I mean, what's the worst that can happen if things don't work out? You start again, right? Yeah, true story. Mm. Yeah. So how did you get to Dubai then? So you said your father came here. Mm-hmm. Did you follow your father out eventually? Right. Or? So it was a year after I gave birth. Um, I started working in a call center in the Philippines. And then he was like, look, do you want to come and try here? And I'm like, yeah, try to do what? Um, I don't want to do the videography thing anymore because I feel like it's going to be tough out there. Um, he's like, right. Why, why, besides thinking that it's tough, but, but if you loved it? No, I mean, me though. If mm. I come in here and become a videographer or a photographer at 21, it's instilled in my head that you really need experience before you get to places. 21, you jump in the big guns, like, what, what are you thinking? So I was like, no, what can I do there? I was like, try to be a receptionist. I was like, really? Let me sit down in the chair the whole day. I was like, right, fine, I'll try it. I did try it. Um, Didn't work out. I tried to be a copywriter too. Finished the backlog of six months in two weeks. And he was like, right, okay, try to find a photography job. And eventually I landed one here. It was in Dubai Mall. It was a studio in Dubai Mall. Wow. Um, and when was that, sorry? This was 2000, and end of 2010. Okay. And then that was it. My mother and my son followed through after. Wow. And so then the rest long, is history. So how long were you um, apart from your son during that time? Uh, it was, I wait, so I came here 2010. 2011, I was able to process his visa. 
to when he was um and then six months after that I had to wait a little bit so I could save up a bit more. And then just before he turned two was when my mom and him followed here. That couldn't have been easy. Um, well, yeah, like, but that taught me a lot because when I first came here, my dad really put me in a, like, you know, that typical bed sharing kind of space. And I told him, look, you have a great job. Why don't we just get our own space? And he was like, no, you need to come from here. We won't move out from here, not until you get a job, because he's like a very reward system. He has this reward system mentality, like, um, we'll move out to our own flat once you get a job and i'm like yeah. right okay so that kind of pushed me to get a job and at that time you literally have a month of visa or else you're out right and yeah. then you're out for another 30 days before you can actually come back so you really really need to use all the time that you can to find them um, to find work wow i like how you talk about all that reward system mm-hmm. and again i just you know i i see how hard you work because you know i always do like you know instagram accounts or events like uh-huh. you know you're always uh, taking amazing pictures so how do you reward yourself now yeah oh, food <laughs> no i'm not even kidding Look, I, I like the way you just answered that really quickly straight straight food like um, sometimes no hesitation <laughs> <I love> <laughs> um, oh my god i love you the only reason i try to like buy clothes a little bit is you get to places where you get better food <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, um, it was, um, it's literally food. I'm not, I'm, I gained weight, whatever, because of the stress of everything else. Yeah. But like, if it's a long day, it was like, hey, get me six oysters. I'm happy. I mean, like six oysters are very nice. Well, I was going like, to say, it's that's not, like, that, that's it, not quite, it's that's, not, it's oh, not quite going for a big said, Get me a burger, yeah. get me a pizza. No, six, no, no, or, six because, oysters, please. Um, Half a dozen oysters. We found a place that sells it for like eight dirhams. Where? It's in Diba Bay. They I've do happy about, hour um, oh, from four to six. I've heard about so this. So what are we doing tonight, Dan? <laughs> yeah. This is my little, oysters are my little go-to now. I think I'm uh, getting a bit bougie. Mm. What we've done in the sparkling water. Because I'm from the south, so we're near the beach. So oysters and what's that thing with the spiky things urchins. with uni yes he urchins yep. are like nothing there like they literally just sell it by the beach and you just crack it open and you don't even put that vinegar just put salt in down mm. it so it was actually weird for me to see here that it's super bougie and fancy no because it's normal for you for, <laughs> if you live, live by the ocean uh, and they're like oh how much do you sell uni for like why is that so expensive i can just walk by the beach someone cracks it it's open free. For like, Bleh. yeah wow so your time in Dubai, so you've been here, what, you said 2010 mm-hmm. when you got here. So 12, you stopped counting at five years, I guess. You know, I mean, it all blurs into one eventually. Mm. I mean, you've accomplished a lot. You really have. I still surprise myself every time. It's good though, because you're not complacent, of course. Mm. Never complacent though. And I um, I guess that's what Jesse said sometimes is I'm too harsh because once I accomplish something, I'm, I push myself too hard to accomplish another thing. Mm-hmm. Like, um, it should be, no, bigger, better. But he's like, yeah, but bigger, better doesn't have to be bigger than what you did the last time. Maybe you need bigger rest or better sleep. <laughs> that would be nice, actually, especially two hours a day. But, it, but it's <laughs> not just that, you know. There's, there, there's a point in that. You need to, you need to um, celebrate your wins. Mm, mm. Celebrate them enough. Yep. As opposed to jump straight to the next, got to be bigger, got to be better, got to mm. be this. And sometimes mm. you, you lose sight. Do you, mm. do you celebrate your wins? This is the thing. I don't, I'm happier when other people are happy. Yeah. So I celebrate my wins by treating a friend or getting Vito out or getting Jesse something. Like to get myself something. Sorry, when you say getting Vito out. No, I mean like 
like we go out oh, okay. for drinks. Yes. Yeah, he's I'm not like, old enough like, yet for where, drinks. Where is he? <laughs> Breaking out of jail. No, like um, we take him out in a, in a park or something. It doesn't have to be fancy or anything because a reward for me is um, basically time. Yeah. Um, time to just sit down and watch TV. Time to. So just... Jesse's right. More rest. Mm-hmm. That's how I reward myself. Is um, well, there's the occasional um, tangible things. But not a lot. Like, like when I say I reward Vito, no, I reward myself with time with Vito though, because that's something that I kind of neglect having to have the own like the business yeah. nowadays. It's just us sitting in a park doing nothing, or like I was having coffee with a friend two weeks ago, and I literally looked at him in the eye, and I'm like, I haven't had coffee for no reason in a long time. Like <laughs> no keep meeting, you awake. <laughs> no nothing. Yes, or something to keep you awake. Just like sit down and have coffee like normal people do. And so for me, that's the reward. That's my self-reward is having time for myself, time for my son, and time for my friends. And how do you juggle that? Because, you know, you mentioned that you're living on two hours sleep mm. and being a business owner, it's really difficult. And personally, I often feel I neglect, you know, relationships or family or whatever. But you have a son and you have a great relationship. I, you know, I stalk you slightly on okay. social media every now and again. And you have, like, great experiences with Vito and Jesse. Look, we are very transparent with Vito, though. We tell him, like, look, we're sorry, we're not there all the time. But when you need us, though, when you actually tell us that you need us to be there, too, we'll drop everything else. Like, you're still the priority. Like, um, I'm sure, like, this week we haven't seen him much. But then he was like, right, hi, can we eat together? Even if there's something else, when he asks, that I'll drop. Um, Because it's having to know your priority still. Or when a friend is in distress or on a call, I would drop a meeting or would pull myself out of a shoot. So it's still having to know your priorities or what really matters at the end of the day. Um, Because... Even if you put so, m- even if I put so much time on the business, but neglecting everything else, what do you go back to? Who do mm. you celebrate with? Who do you do things with? Yeah. Mm. So yeah. Interesting. So you, you got me thinking about so many different things there because mm. it's really difficult to be able to to juggle and mm. to, to balance that fine line. Mm. Yeah. Or it's- even if it's a friend's birthday and it's uh, like so, friend's birthday, right? And then um, I'm on a shoot. I'd pull out myself if I can, or I'd really pull, like make sure that I would come after, or just having to know priorities, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, you got involved in the world of photography because you're mm-hmm. passionate about mm-hmm. about the the documentation of images, and you're really intrigued by that. Do you still have that same passion? I would say a hundred percent yes, because up to this date, even if I'm so exhausted, I don't feel tired doing it. I get that. You know, like um. Even when you haven't had sleep or things doesn't make sense or the money doesn't make sense anymore, but you enjoy what you do. So at the end of the day, even if like it, it's not working out, you're st- you'll still do it anyway because you like doing it. So would you say that it's a job or a lifestyle? Oh, for me, definitely a lifestyle. Because like, it came to a point where when we're traveling, I don't bring the, the big cameras because I still feel like I'm working. Yeah. Because I'll still pull out the camera and document anyway. Or it's the other way around. It's not that you're working. You've never, it's not, mm. you, you've never actually worked. Mm. Well, yeah, it sounds like you've never worked a day in your life, you know, so to speak. It's like, it's, what's that mm-hmm. saying? It's like yeah. you enjoy what you That's do. That's what you it never, sounds like. You me. never work mm. a day in your life. True. And um, yeah, but look, don't get me wrong. I don't call it complaining. I call it venting out <laughs> a lot. Of which, it. We're, which we're allowed to do. It's oh. fine. You want a business, you're allowed to vent. Maybe that's just my excuse to drink. Or... 
I'm going to use that. <laughs> or eat, like you said. I'm going to use that excuse. I was like, look, Jess, I'm so tired today. Can you offer me a bottle of wine, please? And it's like, three you bottles just later. drink. <laughs> and then I'm fucked. And it's like, right, okay, you're done. <laughs> it sounds like me sometimes, actually. As I'm thinking about it. I think it sounds like a lot <laughs> of, of people. people. <laughs> I'm just like, literally like cracking up a bottle of wine at the end of the day, like 5 p.m., like three bottles in. Like, mm. oh, oh, sorry. That's a little bit late, right? Yeah. With Vito, um, do you think he's, reckon he's going to sort of want to get into the same world? Would do you want him to get into the same world? Or is it like with your dad saying, don't do it? Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you. Yeah, mm. I, like, I like that one. Well, he's already in. Um, he's doing 3Ds, he's doing blend, he's using Blender, he sits down right next to our motion graphics guy and they throw ideas. Um, he's actually my go-to guy when I ask for music. So how old is Vito now? He just turned 13. Wow. Mm. That's awesome. And look, um, mom guilt, it's there. Like it's a hundred percent there. But then again, what do you do? Mm. Um, and as any other parent, though, you can just do what you can. Yeah. You just don't neglect, though. That's a completely different thing. When you just fall into the business straight away and you neglect your child, that's different. Mm-hmm. But when you're trying to make things happen, but also try to make time, mm-hmm. then that's the balance, I guess. It doesn't have to be all the time. Because with him, it's just the simplest things. It's just us watching a movie all day. or. Well, I did. I did. I stalk her as well. And I saw you, you posted, Vito did a presentation. Uh, <laughs> I'm not saying uh, this I'm, one. I need to know. 26 pages. For what? what for? Right. So, and I'm, I'm uh, really impressed, Vito. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be careful because I'm going to be poaching somebody very soon. <laughs> he did a four-month um, study on like the consumer, like how the consumers were, what, what the reactions were. So he, it was November and he was like, um, Mama, what's your schedule on December 10? <laughs> You're like, I have no idea. Sleep. And I'm like, uh, it depends. Drinking wine. Yeah, um, work. But if we don't have a shoot, we'll come. And yeah. then he's like, right, okay. So December 9th, he was like, you don't have anything on tomorrow, right? I was like, uh, nope. And so he wanted to get VR, um, what you call this, the metaverse VR. Yeah. And so the whole presentation was to justify, first, if he sells his PS4, how much we're getting back from it, and then how much we're actually not spending a lot from by using that money to buy him the new present. Hang on, but where, I, who was I the, love who, this child. But who was the presentation to? His parents. To us. So he sat down, full on with a TV, with a remote, and we had food. My favorite food was there. The apple was sliced. Oh, right. he, so, he, was, he was greasing the, those wheels. Before, before you go into that detail, my, my, my question on top of that is, what have you done <laughs> that your start. child <laughs> feels the need at 13 years old feels the need uh. to do a strategic presentation oh, to his strategic. mother? This is very strategic. Like he planned it. He's done the presentation. He's bought 20 the page fav- presentation and bought the favorite food. D- is that what you did, or did you just turn to your no, mom and go, "Mom, can I please have a metaverse?" For it. I get told no. I get a crack, right. and then so, like, I'll be so out the door. Double right. t- two questions there. I've had two friends <laughs> who've asked for the copy of the presentation <laughs> once sent it to her husband and she was like thanks the husband said yes because of it because it was full on justified i'll show it to you guys later this is amazing so okay when he was six it was his first time in the uk okay and so we're filipinos so we're big on the rice and my mother's always told him like look you're healthy if you eat rice so when we got there on like about 15th 17th day he was like 
Mama, no one eats rice here. They're um, not healthy. And they're all alive and healthy. Like, what is grandma talking about? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, these are things that you learn when you travel. It was a last-minute thought. Maybe a couple of wines in thought, too. Um, these are things that you learn when you travel that you'll never get from buying toys. So True. why not we make a deal at six years old? I was like, let's make a deal. No toys for one year. And you Harsh. can, uh-huh, but, but, but the reward is so big. I was like, but you can choose wherever you want to go the next holiday, anywhere. You can literally just put a globe and point and we'll go. Wow. That was risky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very risky, <laughs> depending on. This is where I said we should have just bought him a toy. Um, so he kept his side of the bargain apart from birthday and Christmas, obviously. Okay, fair enough. Um, we had to talk to the grandparents, my parents so much. It was like, look, can we try? We're trying to teach him something here. That must, like, that must have killed your parents, mm-hmm. grandparents, literally. Mm-hmm. But they secretly still buy him stuff. Now of course, they just never tell anyone. Um, and then, so the year next, uh, the, it, it, uh, it, it happened and he was like, I was like, where do you want to go for a holiday? And he was like, oh, I want to go to Paris. And I'm like, right, do you want a toy now? It's cheaper. <laughs> um, I mean, Paris is a good choice. Smart kid. Yeah. YouTube's fault though. They put all these abs for, uh, abs. So a seven year old. Yes. This yeah. was him at seven. seven. I want to go to Paris. Oh, he wants the cheese, the Not wine. Disneyland. Not oh, Right. Because it was in oh, Disneyland. Disneyland. There was a the Space Mountain yep. ride okay. that had a VR thing on already. Now, anyway, fine. We're like, we'll bring you whatever. Made it happen. Da da da. It's incredible. As soon as we got there, he was this tiny <gasps> on the no. height limit. I hid under my shirt and cracked out laughing. I was like, "Look, <laughs> you don't understand what this kid did." So I went up to the um, what do you call this? To the lady on the counter, and she's like. Can you just put him in, please? And then they're like, no, we can't because it's a fixed seatbelt. He might fall off. I'm like, look, it's okay. He'll die happy. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's, he's like, really like I'm, this. I'm, I'm ready to let go of my child. And you know, like his... Um, to his, make him happy. His tears were just right here. And oh. just one falls. Then he makes another deal. He was like, right, mama, I know you hate rides. But if you ride every single ride with me, I'll be happy. Yeah, my life was... That day was crazy for me. That's a, that's a beautiful deal, though. Yeah. He just wanted to be with you. Because what, what, what we wanted to for him to learn is the value of money, though. That you can't just get anything that you wow. want. Wow, you know, that's actually really 20 interesting. 20-page presentation. <laughs> no, but like, how many people un- how many people understand the value of money? Kids Clearly, don't. it mm. was uh, communicated very effectively. <laughs> very effectively. <laughs> 26 pages. <laughs> I want you guys to come and work in my office. So, so, so back to the presentation. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I'm really intrigued here now. What was in there? Here we go. Oh, we actually, we, you actually have it on your phone. Yeah. I, I, I was very proud of him, though. I was like, at some point, I was like, what? Th- there's a pie chart. Wait, <laughs> your favorite food. Oh, this is hilarious. Mood lighting. But what kid is this? He even stood at the, I saw so the picture. He stood oh, here in we go. front here we of go. the presentation. It was Sam asking for the presentation. And he was like, oh, got it. Thank you so much. And so, so was the presentation on a screen or on like a So like he, d- he, d- he did a financial Oculus. review. He, d- wow. he broke it down. Clearly, if I sell the PlayStation, it's only going to be a difference of this much, the okay. you know, financial output. So it says oh, here, like, it, it, and it, he made this himself. Uh-huh. There's like a whole brand identity to like, this. I think, I think we need to put this up on our website. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll we don't socials. have a website. Socials. We're on socials. <laughs> it's like, why should we sell the VR? La la la. Pros and cons. Pros of PlayStation. And then here. Real-time hand tracing, la, 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 la. Chapter three, comparisons. <laughs> and then chapter four is price. 
And then that's the pricing of a, P- a new PS5. That's the Quest 2, so it's massively cheaper. And then there's the barcode. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Sorry, I just, I just Sorry, took the next are slide. Are those barcodes to what? To the actual link product. of these, yes, of the product. So you can you can you can check more. So if you weren't convinced, you can scan and you can actually go. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> Still not convinced. Wait, Sorry, that's maybe the about. opinions of strangers on the internet. So this is where there's four months of him having to research. There's this proper pie there's chart. There's a pie chart. Wait, wait. Can we just go back to that one slide because I'm dying here? So one of it says, "Still not convinced." Yeah. T question mark. Maybe the opinions of strangers on the internet will be able to help. And he has screenshotted. Yeah. And put in the presentation right the opinions there. of strangers. Yeah. And then, <laughs> this is where I cracked up laughing too. Because in the end, which is why in conclusion, <laughs> this one. is the link on uh, the barcode on where you can buy it. It was all prepped. I've done all the work for you. Just go. <laughs> just put your credit card details. Put your in. credit card details. It will arrive tomorrow. It did was, it arrive it tomorrow? Did you did you go? Did you right away? Please tell me you did it right away. We did. We made That's it. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. They got it in time for Christmas. The kid deserves it though. I was just like, yeah, you're done. You're sold. But of course, we made it look like, oh, we'll think about it. We'll see. We'll like. And on the that. inside, you're like, happy days. Mm-hmm. You must be really. I've, I've created a great child. Proud <laughs> is even an overstatement for this kid. Like, um, at least, like, you know, we see, sometimes we feel like we're harsh on him. But then we see things like this and we see how he values things even. And he takes care of things, you know? Like, it's not like he gets something and then throws it and doesn't use it. Like, he thinks twice before he gets it. If there's a long-term effect or use yeah. it. Yeah. That's the, the incredible values. You should be really proud mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. not many people have them. How many? How many photos of Vito do you have? <laughs> Ten million. I can imagine. Yeah, but now he kind of like I need to ask permission now though. He's getting to that age now, mm-hmm. of course. It's the wrong angle, mom. Yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Or somebody's or gonna see it. At least we just tell him like, look, just smile once. That's it. We're done. <laughs> and then. I won't bother you the whole day. That's amazing. I still can't get over this presentation. I love it. I have <laughs> never. I, I, you know what? I, I think he can actually um, market that. Mm. I have never. I think, was, I, I think he can start creating that for other kids. Right. Mm. And how he was speaking, he was like, um, because he, he had to talk. He stood yeah. in front of them. He didn't sit down. I saw the photo. The, he, he used the TV screen. Yeah, well, it like, looked like the TV screen. And he dressed up. I was, just, I, was, I was about to say, what did he wear? I can imagine like proper. No, at least not just like his home clothes. Yeah. Like he wore like a nice t-shirt mm. and some jeans on. This kid then... went in hard. Mm. He, he wanted it. And for, I think what kind of, what I, no, what I was happy about was not the effort he put in on presentation, on the presentation, what, but the effort that he put in to get something that he wanted. That sounds like his yeah. mom. One hundred percent, but also as well, like, I like that continuation of what you were talking about, like with your father and that that reward mm. that then obviously passed on to yourself, and mm. then you know whether you've done it deliberately or subconsciously, like Maybe. you know, Vita was doing mm. exactly the same thing, mm. taking it to an extreme with the presentation. But like, <laughs> it's I was surprised as well, and then it was complete, like like okay, this is your glass. I know you wanted orange juice, and this one Jesse wanted water. So they did it, and just like right. how old is he? He's thirteen. He's thirteen. Oh my god! Just wait till he's eighteen. He's going to be like lighting up cars, apartments, all sorts. Hopefully, yes. And then I can just sit down and like, yes, kid, be a millionaire. <laughs> and retire. He's, he's going to be trying to get you to pay for them. Well, do you actually think he can slow down? Mentally, no. Mm-hmm. Physically, yes. Um, now I'm learning how to stop. I'm learning how to, when I'm tired, close the laptop and sleep. Um, or when I'm in a creative drought, I... 
I would usually force myself to look for things and make things like you know make make sure I finish it. But now I'm like, look, stop for 15 minutes even, yeah. just walk out, have a cigarette, and then come back. How have you been able to learn that? Or what's made you learn that? Hard way. Um, it was especially after COVID though, when your body had a lot of downtime and uh, there was time to be sick. Um, yeah. uh, my acidity threw up so highly because of high stress that it came out to me vomiting food every morning. Oh no. Um, it was so bad because I was just living on coffee and Red Bull. Mm -hmm. So it destroyed my system. And then I went to a full-on body checkup. And the doctor was like, you're completely fine. But you know that stress kills, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, "How? what do you mean? It's like, um, well, your organs are fine. But when you're stressed, you're messing them up. So if you continue to stress yourself so hard over things that you think are not worth it, then you're going to mess up your body very early. So then that's, that was last year. Well, it's like if you're going to mess up your body, you better make sure it's worth it. Mm, yeah. Mm, mm. The stress is definitely not. Mm. So that, after that, that kind of made me even think, not even just like, not even friends or family or like work. What is worth it though? Because um, sometimes we do things so much for other people, but then you, you know, maybe they won't give the same effort back. So, and I, I had to look at it in all aspects and, then I just had to write down and list down which ones are worth it. Um, yeah. and, what, and what was, what was worth your it? top three? Yeah. Uh, top three, first of all, is family. Yeah. Um, there's my son and my parents, 100%. So, um, I would say third is myself and two is Jesse. Yeah. Um, cause Go, Jesse, you made the list. <laughs> <laughs> You're number two. Because... Um, You know, like I know that these people, whatever happened to me, uh, whatever happens to me, will be right next to me. Yeah. Um. I guess that's where the Kardashians made it work. Mm. True story. And isn't it really interesting? Like everything that everyone's gone through over the last few years. You know, if you speak to many people, I, I guess they'd have a very similar top three. Everyone's come home. Everyone mm -hmm. really has his. Everyone's know, come literally home. that number one is family mm -hmm. or other people that you love and are closest to. Mm -hmm. well, I'm glad to say that mine has always been family. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have to go through COVID to understand that. Right. Damn it! I know, but sometimes, like, and, and I'm just thinking personally. Maybe it's not the same for everyone, but when you own a business and yes. you know your priorities sometimes get skewed, mm -hmm. and you really forget what's actually important. important. Um, yeah. I think Sorry, I'm just I'm just having a quiet giggle because for once you can't blame anyone else for that sound. <laughs> that was you kicking something. That's me. I just kicked the bin or kicked the kick, bucket. You just kicked the literally bucket. live in a recording. So maybe that's where we end this one today. Then. Indeed. On that note, Haiku has <laughs> been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And you've much. told us so much that we never knew about. That's incredible. Those stories are beautiful. Actually, I want to finish off with a different a different question. Going, Haiku. Yeah. Well, The name. The name. Mm. Yeah. Like, is that your real name? Yeah. Because so like it's haiku, haiku. So I have five haiku. names. Can I just say it's a very, it's, it's a, it's a very fitting name for, for you as a person, as a personality with bright blue hair and colourful clothes and I'd an incredible it's cute photographer. cute but psycho. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. You think it's cute, but then you're like, nope. Um, but like haiku. Remember a, the poems, the haiku. Uh, so oh, my father oh, wrote, um, my, my dad wrote poems, haiku poems to my mother. Okay. Um, okay, I was just joking her. when I said that. Oh, wow. You just opened up a whole new conversation. Hi, Deliza Francisco. So, okay. hi, Deliza is my mom. Francisco is my dad. So, haiku. And I have five names. It's Christopher Francis Marie, haiku, middle name, last name. 
I mean, very Filipino. Um, yeah. <laughs> very long names. Because your grandma gives you one. You're the, yeah, everyone gives names. But yeah. Um, well, there you go. So it's a name that you either, either remember or you forget. Because it might be difficult for I some. Think, I think, I think everyone I remembers. Think we'll go with remember. Yeah. I'm no. going to go with that. 100% mm. it's remember. Mm. Very much, very much. Because you are incredibly memorable. Thank you. You are, you are. Thank oh. you so much for joining us. Thank you It's been so a pleasure much, to dude. catch up. Right. Thank you for send, all the, send, the great send, images. Send, send Vito over. I've got some work for him. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, maybe he can have his own one here. <laughs> oh, that, right, that's a great maybe. idea. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, my, we, actually, that's a very good that idea. We, we should talk to him and understand like the, yeah. the thought behind the, the presentation. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And told stories. Thanks for coming in. Thank, Thank you, you so much. much. Hi, I'm Lily. And I'm Dan. We are The Loaded.